talk about this uh, Daniel Santuli story. Now, um, in a way, this is sad. In a way, this is sad. But let's let's talk about what really happened here. This is from uh, the Sun. Terrifying video shows student Daniel Santuli, 19, being dropped on head in brutal frat hazing that has left him blind. New footage shows the moment a college freshman was dropped on his head after being found passed out with his lips turning blue in a suspect frat hazing. Daniel Santuli is now blind, wheelchair bound, and unable to speak as a result of brain damage he suffered in October 2021. Hmm. So let me read the caption under these pictures here. Daniel was only 18 when the hazing occurred. Daniel was left paralyzed from brain damage. Daniel's mother has quit her job to take care of her son full time. It is likely Daniel will not recover from these injuries. His family is looking for answers as to why this hazing happened and wants someone to be held accountable. They have now filed a lawsuit against two frat brothers, reports Daily Mail, during an event called Pledge Dad Reveal at Phi Gamma Delta Fraternity, uh, Fraternity House. 18-year-old Daniel was ordered to drink a full-sized bottle of vodka and was given beer through a funnel attached to a tube that was held in his mouth. The event started around 9.30. Okay, this is stupid. This is stupid. This is a person where we are talking about... Let me say, let me say this about life. No one can make you do anything. No one can make you do anything. No one can make you fly a kite. No one can make you go somewhere. Unless someone physically overpowers you, ties you down, and makes and, and like drags you to a place, really no one can make you do anything. Um, let me let me give you let, let me let me just give you a few details about how intoxicated this dude this dude was. This guy was smashed. This guy was gone. I mean, he was gone. Now I know in I know in California the uh, the blood alcohol content limit uh, for driving is 0.08. It, when you're 0.08, you are um, you're legally intoxicated. 0.08. Okay, alcohol is a very very dangerous substance, and I think if you use it, I think you're I think you're stupid in in some areas. It's a really stupid thing to put inside of you, Daniels. His blood alcohol level was 0.486. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. You guys, let me tell you, let me tell you what happens at 0.08. So 0.08, uh, if your blood alcohol, this is from Healthline, if your blood alcohol content is between 0.08 and 0.4%, you're likely to be very impaired and have symptoms like confusion, drowsiness, nausea. Keep in mind that in most places, 0.08% is the point at which you're legally considered intoxicated. Good gravy. I mean, just stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. Let me, let me, let me give you some more details. Okay. Uh, for the next two hours, fraternity brothers would stand by as Daniel grew more and more intoxicated. Remember, the event started at around 9.30. Uh, just before 11 p.m., he was seen falling backward and passing out uh, at a table. 
Around 12.30, he was slumped over a couch upside down in surveillance footage obtained by Good Morning America. While passed out on the couch with his face on the floor, one person walked into the room and picked him up to place him on the couch correctly. His skin was pale and his lips were blue. Oh, wow, that's shocking news. Yeah, having a 0.486 blood alcohol content. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not exactly shocking, guys. After some time, other frat brothers were seen checking on him and panicking as they tried to carry him to the car. When they near the door, the person carrying Daniel drops him headfirst on the ground before readjusting the, their grip to continue carrying him outside. Unfortunately, it was too little too late. When Daniel finally received care, he had stopped breathing for long enough for permanent brain damage to occur. He was in cardiac arrest, still not breathing, and his blood alcohol level was at a near lethal, was at nearly lethal, 0.486%, more than six times legal limit for driving. Daniel's mother, Mary Pat Santulli, has been left wondering why no one called 911. A six-year-old called 911, she said. He's still not talking or walking. He's in a wheelchair. He lost his vision, but he hears us and he knows we're there. We'll just keep fighting. We're not going to give up hope. Okay, let me say this. You're, you're right. A six-year-old does know to call 911. You're absolutely... Miss, Miss Mary Pat, you are absolutely 100% correct. A six-year-old knows to call 911. Absolutely. When you are intoxicated and when you're drinking, you do really, really, really stupid things. You don't think clearly. Okay, and also, there's something there was something inside of them where they're like, you know what? We could get in serious trouble. Like, if we call 911, then that means the ambulance, potentially the police. And so they're scared. Usually when disaster strikes, when disaster strikes, there's going to be an aspect of self-preservation. There's going to be something where it's like, how can I save me and mine? How can I save me and my stuff? That's the ultimate thing. That's the ultimate focus when emergencies happen. Okay? That was, I think those are the two reasons they, they didn't call 911. The two reasons being, they're not thinking clearly. Okay? They are, they are under the influence. And... They're scared. They were they were terrified. Mary Pat has quit her job to take care to take care of Daniel full time at their family home. The Santulli family previously sued twenty three people, including the frat, and won their case with an undisclosed settlement. Now they're suing two individual frat brothers, uh, Sam Gandhi and Alec Wetzler, and demanding felony charges be brought against them. Wetzler has been charged with a misdemeanor for providing alcohol to a minor, and he is no longer enrolled at the school. But Gandhi has not been had not been charged and remains a student. The suit alleges Gandhi saw the dire state Danny was in, but did nothing to help until it was too late. According to the lawsuit, uh, uh, Gandhi and Wetzler wanted to make the night one, quote, the pledges wouldn't forget by supplying cocaine, marijuana, and alcohol. What a bunch of idiots. The lawsuit also claims the boys were under caution from the school for a previous hazing incident at the time. To make matters worse, two days before this incident, Daniel had called his sister telling her he had enough of the hazing process. He was, quote, he was sleep deprived, was having to buy things for the training brothers with his own money and was repeatedly ordered to clean the brothers' rooms and bring food, alcohol, and marijuana to them at all hours of the night. Um, let me, let me finish reading this. Even though it was family urgent to back out, he said he was going to see the process through because he wasn't a quitter. Yeah, he was also stupid. He was also an idiot. Guys, let me, let me, question of the episode. If you are in a fraternity or a sorority, 
How much did you pay to 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 do everything? Because it's not just one fee that you pay. It's not just one fee. To the best of my knowledge, you have you have uh, you have like room and board. Well, that's that's your, if you're going to be living there. You have social expenses. You have I know there's registration fees. Um, there's membership fees. It's 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 crazy. I think if you pay money when you when you join a fraternity or sorority, I think you're really easily influenced, and you're not a leader. You're a follower, and you're a person who you you're. I believe you're a person who doesn't know how to have fun by yourself. You're a person who has to constantly be around other people, and you need the approval of other people. Why would you? Why would you take your own? They, people say, "Well, well, they're your brothers, they're your sisters." These people wouldn't care if you drop dead. They don't. They ultimately don't care about you. They don't. They don't. I'm not saying that everyone in in a fraternity or sorority is 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 a bad person. What I'm saying is ultimately they care about themselves. They care about themselves. This isn't the army. This isn't the navy. This isn't this isn't any military branch. This isn't any of that. It's, you know, he said that you know, well, man, I'm just so tired of this hazing process. You can, how, how about stop? How about how about you just don't? How about you just leave? Leave. See, I'm, here's here's what I'm tired of. Here's what I'm tired of. One of the things about being a conservative is. You understand that you are mostly, not fully, you are mostly over, overwhelmingly in charge of your life. That's, 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 that's true for a lot of people. Okay. There's something, there's some things that are not in your control. For example, the country you're born in. Okay. It's, it's by the grace of God that I was born here in America. And I thank God for, for that every single day. Okay, you can't control what family you're born into. You can't control your decisions, though. Drinking, not drinking. Working hard, working at a mediocre level, not working at all. Laziness, um, you know, career. There's so many things under your control. There's so many things that you have the power over. Who you sleep with, uh, who you date. You have, I mean, you have some say in that. But it's crazy that we, we're sitting here. We're sitting here and we're saying, you know, you know what? Look, look, look what they did to him. Look, look what they did to him. How could they, how could they do this to my son? It starts with Daniel. It starts with, it starts with Daniel Santuli. Now, I hope he gets better. I hope, I, 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 I want him to, to, recover his senses and stuff like that he was a, he was a, he's he's younger than me he's younger than me i'm 23 he's 19 right now he was 18 when this happened 18 and you're 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 blind wheelchair bound and you can't talk what a life it's terrible but you know let me let me just say let me just say this let me just say this if i was told you need to okay in order to pass this test you have to drink a full 
bottle of vodka. What? At that point, see here, see here, nothing. I don't be part of any of this because I think it's all stupid. But if there's any point where I would say I'm done, it would probably be me paying for other people's stuff. And certainly here, it's like, do you? I, I, I would just be like, okay. I said, I would just, I would just be asking questions. And again, that's another reason I couldn't be part of the fraternity because it's groupthink, and you know, it's just really dumb. I'd be like, okay, wait a minute. So you're you're telling me that I have to drink. I'm, I'm you're ordering me to drink a full sized bottle of vodka. Yes. Okay. And what happens if I if I don't do it? Well, then uh, then you get punished and and uh, we might throw you out. I would have just walked out right there. I think it's completely insane for someone to even do that. What, how much peer pressure, how can you be peer pressured that badly into, into almost killing yourself? Like that's, that's, that's so stupid. That's so, and let me say this. Let me say this about peer pressure. Again, no one can make you do anything. And peer pressure really, I, I, I kind of associate it with, with, with the idea of body shaming or fat shaming. When people say, "Oh, you know what? You, you, well, you, you're fat shaming me. You're 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 body you're you're body shaming me. You're you're making me feel bad about my body." No, 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 no. You already feel bad about your body. You already feel. You already know that you're responsible for your horrible, terrible, disgusting, gelatinous body that weighs eight million pounds that and you don't exercise and you eat crap all day. You you already feel ashamed for you. No one else can make you feel shame. No one else can make you feel shame. Shame starts inside. Shame starts inside. That's why there are things that you can do that no one else knows about except the Lord Almighty, and you feel shame. Shame starts from within. When you feel body shamed, you are ashamed of your own body. When you feel, when you say, well, I've been fat shamed, it's because you feel fat. You think you're fat. No one can fat shame me. I'd be like, okay, this person's blind. This person obviously can't see me. It's the same thing with peer pressure. You feel, you feel the pressure. You feel pressured to impress these people. You feel, oh gosh, if I don't do what they say, if I don't do what they do, they're not going to like me. Why do you care if these people like you? These people aren't even thinking about you. These people... Guys, people are selfish, okay? And it, it doesn't make anyone bad, but that's just, how, that's just how you are, okay? Everyone, to a degree, is concerned with self-preservation. What can I do? How can I improve my lot, okay? It's the same thing with, with, with your job or your school or anything like that. Remember when um, this had to be maybe three years ago? Yeah, about three years ago. Um... Hugh Jackson was the coach of the Cleveland Browns. And his record was 336-1 or something like that. Some just god-awful record where it's like, bro, he, you should be just arrested for how bad you are at coaching. He was fired by the Cleveland Browns. And he said, okay, well, I, I, I need a job. I, I, I got to find something to do. Okay. 
He receives a job offer from his friend Marvin Lewis, who was head coach of the Bengals at the time. Okay? And Baker, in a way, got upset at Hugh Jackson for saying, how could you go to a rival team? You, oh, you, 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 you weren't with us. You were in the locker room, but you weren't with us. Baker, you're acting as if, as if Hugh Jackson quit on the team. He was, the man was fired. He was fired. He was, his, his, his record was garbage. I mean, complete and utter garbage. I mean, total nuclear waste. He's offered a job and he says, I need to take this job because I'm trying to turn my NFL career around. I want to stay in the NFL. There's not a lot of jobs in the NFL, relatively speaking. It's a hard place to get into. So he's like, I worked hard. I, I'm garbage at what I do, but I still want to keep my career alive. And so he took it. That's self-preservation. Even Baker Mayfield. A lot of people don't remember this. Baker Mayfield transferred from one Big 12 team to another Big 12 team. He felt that this is the most, this is the best thing for me to do. It's best, this, this place is not good for me. This other place is good for me. So now we have a situation here where we're talking about self-preservation. Okay? People aren't really thinking about you. They're not. And so when, when you say, oh, well, well, they're, they're my, they're my brothers. Do people, let me say this. Anyone who cares about you, I, I, I question, I, I say this. I say this. Anyone who questions you or, or, or says, you know, I, I, I care about you. You need to ask yourself, how does this, per how does this person treat me? What do they do for me? How do they help me? How do they help me improve my life? Anyone who orders you to drink a full bottle of vodka doesn't care about, they, they, these guys clearly couldn't care less if you died. Guys, 0.08 is legal intoxication. You're already, you're, you're, you're in pretty dangerous territory. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. And so they're saying, you know what, man? You need to drink, uh, drink, uh, drink this. Oh, like a sip? No, the, no, the whole thing. Do you think those people care about you? Do you think anyone who gives you beer through a funnel and you have it in your mouth and you're, they're just pouring it in, you, do you think they care about you? I'm not talking to Daniel Santulli right now because he's, he's already learned his lesson. I think. I don't know. I don't know the guy. I'm speaking to the, I'm speaking to, this episode is from, for my younger listeners here. Okay. High school graduation. My brother just graduated high school. Okay. This, this story is, is, it's personal to me in a way. Okay. My brother's getting ready to go off. Okay. He's getting ready to go off to, to college. And I'm very excited for him. And I, I can't wait to see what his future brings. I'm very proud of him. He's, you know, he, he graduated with, I think like a four, four, five or something like that. Like he's, you know, much better student than I ever was. And I want him to do well. I want him to succeed. I don't want him to be in a situation where he's surrounded by people who want the worst for him. I just don't, I don't understand how anyone can justify that. How can you say someone cares about you 
and well, they're they're my brothers, they're my sisters. They're at. Do you realize what they've just asked you to do? What they're trying to bully you into doing? That's crazy talk. It'd be like it. It would be like me. If let me say this. If you and I were, were just best of friends and we're walking along a bridge and we get halfway in the middle of it, I said, hey, I got an idea. I said, tell you what, I'll, I'll let you in on a little, I'll let you in on a little secret. I'll let you in on something uh, really, really cool. But you have to do something for me. And you say, okay, what's that, Solo? You, I want you to jump over. On, I want you to, ju- I want you to jump over the bridge. I want you to jump off the bridge. And if you live, I'll tell you. Do you think I care about you? Do you think in that scenario, where if I tell you to jump off a bridge, that I care about you? It's insane. It's insane. This dude, this dude was hammered, man. I mean, this is a, this is coming from someone who's never had alcohol. Okay, I think alcohol is very repulsive to me. I think it's really stupid and it's insane to me. Okay, 0.08, you're legally intoxicated. 0.48, man, you're almost at 0.49. You are, you are just like, you're practically in the grave. Just, just go to the cemetery and just start digging because, and just lay there because you're done. It is the grace of God. It is the grace of God that these guys intervened and took him to the hospital. Now, were they extremely late? Oh, 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 unbelievably. They dropped him on his head. Oh, stupid. Dumb. And now, now we're here where it's like, okay. Now, now the man is blind. The man's blind. He's going to have. He's going to be dependent on his parents pretty much forever. Guys, when you're when you're blind and you, what is what is he supposed to do? He's in a, he's in a state where he he can do very very little for himself. And he, here's a here's a pretty decent looking young man. He has his whole future whole future ahead of him he's going to Mizzou and it's you know his whole life ahead of him and now look at it he's out of school and living with his with his mother who has to take care of him for the rest of her life which is by the way unfair to her unfair to her there is an aspect of personal responsibility in your life and it's it's a major major factor don't point to other people and say, oh, it's, it's their fault. It's their, it's, it's, it's their fault that I stupidly, uh, drank vodka, was drinking beer, was getting, uh, marijuana and alcohol for my, for my brothers. We'll put brothers in quotes. It's, it's their fault. It's their, it's their fault. No, it's your fault. People asked me to pledge when I was in college. I'm like, no, I'm not an idiot. They didn't like that response, but I said, no, why? Why? 
It's stupid. And to say to say that someone is my brother, I I love my my little brother, my blood brother, my brother who's my actual physical blood brother. There's no way I would ever tell him to drink vodka, to to drink a full bottle of vodka. I tell my brother, I'm like, I'm like, look, man, stay away from the alcohol, stay away from drugs, don't smoke. It will tremendously help you. It will tremendously make you, you'll be, I'm telling you, man, when you drink, you smoke, and you do drugs, you become dumber, and your life is thrown off, your life is thrown off track, okay? Bad things happen, okay? You become less than what you are. I tell them all the time, just stay away from it. That's someone who cares. That's someone who loves you. That's someone who wants the best for you. Okay? One thing that I loved about Donald Trump, and he didn't get nearly enough credit for this, he would always say, he talked about his brother Fred, who died, of, who died of alcoholism. Okay? And Fred actually was a good-looking guy. And, Trump, and Donald would, would say, you know, he was a very good-looking guy, great personality, but that demon rum, the alcohol just it just he could he couldn't he couldn't stop and one thing that donald trump would say is like if you don't start you can't get hooked which is so true I, you could say the same thing about porn if i never if i never started watching porn if i never went on october 5th 2011 and just went on my went on my kindle fire and went on the internet and looked up porn i never would have gotten hooked you can't get hooked if you don't start. And Donald Trump would be like, don't drink, don't smoke, don't do drugs. And I love that. I think that's what a president should say to, to young people. If I were president, that's certain, I certainly would be doing that. That's someone who cares about you. When they tell you to avoid negative things. Okay? Like, I, I'm just... I feel I feel terrible. I feel terrible about this. This this is such a sad story. Okay. I I hope Daniel recovers. I doubt he will. I mean, 0.486. When you're at 0.4, you're at risk for coma and death. He was at 0.48, almost 0.49. That's crazy. If his if those guys did not help him, he would have died. He would have died. He has permanent brain damage. Will he, will he ever get back to where he was mentally? Nope. Re realistically, realistically speaking, no. When you, get, when you have brain damage like that, no. Your brain is a very, very special and fragile thing. That's why you want to do everything you can to protect it. So sad. But I, you know, if you're a younger person listening to me and you're getting ready to go off to college... I, I, I'm not I'm not your I'm not your mom I'm not your dad I'm not your big brother but I want you to take this advice because it, it just helps you it helps you save money okay guys and and again if you're in a fraternity or sorority you're not a bad person I'm not saying that but it would behoove an individual to avoid fraternities and sororities it would tremendously be and be advantageous to you so that's all i have to say man i to the to the santuli family um you guys hang in there
you guys hang in there and and don't but don't point the finger at at the at the fraternity they're partially they're partially they're partially to blame but your son is mostly responsible because your son was the one who well i i i want to do this and you you told him hey just how about you just quit how about you don't do it nope he didn't want to he didn't he didn't want to listen because because he's not a quitter well now he can't see he can't talk and he's wheelchair bound <laughs>